This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, August 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. Trump ups the ante on U.S.-China talks. Grassley predicts Japan deal within a month and Congress fall agenda. The trade war with China has taken a new turn. Following two days of trade talks in Shanghai this week, President Trump has announced he will hit China with a new 10% tariff on $300 billion worth of goods. That's a bad sign for farmers who are anxious to see the dispute settled and China's retaliatory tariffs lifted. Now all eyes are on China to see if it threatens more retaliation ahead of the next round of talks that are still planned for early September. Trump told reporters he was assured that the next round of talks with China next month would still take place. But he also stressed that he's not giving China the opportunity to negotiate out of the new tariffs before they are implemented September 1. He said, I think President Xi wants to make a deal. But frankly, he's not going fast enough, Trump said. He said he was going to be buying from our farmers. He didn't do that. He said he was going to stop fentanyl from coming into our country. He didn't do that. We're losing thousands of people to fentanyl, and this was time. So what's next? Well, the continued stalemate, according to analysts at Clearview Energy Partners. They believe Trump thinks continuing the trade war with China will help him win re-election. Simply put, campaigning to finish the fight may offer more political promise than reckoning with stakeholders who have yet to realize benefits from trade skirmishes to date. Optimism grows for Japan deal. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is wrapping up two days of talks today with Japanese Economy Minister Toshimitsu Motegi. The negotiations, which started in April, are going well and should soon yield results, according to Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley, as he spoke with reporters yesterday. Grassley said, quote, I think you'll have a good agreement announced in less than a month, probably a mini-agreement and probably something that's very beneficial to agriculture. That's good news for U.S. pork producers, among others. Pork producers have seen their market share drop in Japan since the country signed trade packs with the European Union and Pacific Rim countries early this year. Japan lowered tariffs on European and Trans-Pacific Partnership countries, but not the U.S. We need to get back to a level playing field as quickly as possible, National Pork Producers Council spokesman Jim Monroe said. The optimism that the administration and others have expressed, that's good news. It can't happen fast enough. Lawmakers look to fall with budget deal set. A two-year budget deal is headed to the president's desk for his signature, and Congress won't return to action until the second week in September. The budget agreement, which the Senate cleared 67 to 28 on Thursday, will increase spending limits for the next two years and suspend the federal debt ceiling until 2021. Passage of the deal leaves Congress with two big items on its to-do list for this fall. First, agreeing on spending bills for fiscal 2020, which starts October 1st, and passing the implementing legislation for the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama says his committee will start moving the FY20 spending bills the first week the Senate returns in September. He's still in negotiations on spending allocations for each of the FY20 measures. Congress will have to pass a stopgap spending bill to keep the government operating after October 1 until the FY20 spending measures can be enacted. Now keep this in mind. Either Trump, if he wins re-election, or his successor will face a battle on the debt ceiling soon after taking office in 2021. Still in limbo, 
The Senate confirmed a long list of nominations by unanimous consent yesterday afternoon, but they did not include the nominees for USDA's Undersecretary for Food Safety, Mindy Brashears, and Undersecretary for Research, Education, and Economics, Scott Hutchins. A third nominee, Naomi Earp, is awaiting confirmation as Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights. All three nominations have been stalled since last year. FCC looks to pinpoint broadband gaps. The agriculture sector and rural America should see benefits from an effort by the Federal Communications Commission to better identify gaps in broadband coverage. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai said, I hear all the time when I travel around this country, including to agriculture lands, farms, ranches, and the like, that the guy down the road from me might have broadband, but I don't. Why do you consider our entire neighborhood served? In addition to collecting new data on Internet service, the FCC will switch from using census blocks to more defined polygon shapes to define what places lack access to broadband. No timetable for that data collection effort was released. Western Senators pressed USDA to address drought. A bipartisan group of Western Senators is calling on Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue to speed the implementation of provisions of the 2018 Farm Bill to promote water conservation and help producers better cope with droughts. The Farm Bill authorized USDA to modify major conservation programs, including the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, to address water conservation at a watershed scale. Until the 2018 Farm Bill, USDA lacked the authority to effectively target a sizable investment to Western agriculture producers to address water supply and drought challenges, the Senator said in a letter to Secretary Purdue. USDA reworks sage-grouse plants. Predictably mixed reactions greeted the Forest Service announcement of amendments to plans covering greater sage-grouse habitat on about 5.4 million acres of federal land in Colorado, Idaho, Nevada, Wyoming, and Utah. Secretary Purdue said the amendments, which will be released today, include new grazing standards that are based on common-sense, locally-driven strategies. Republicans on Capitol Hill praised the changes. This proposal moving forward will reinstate trust in our local ranchers and allow the state to make decisions for the benefit of Idahoans. That the word of Representative Russ Fulcher of Idaho. Environmentalists, however, say the Obama administration's plans were designed to prevent the listing of the bird under the Endangered Species Act. With every change the Trump administration makes, those delusions of the plan's adequacy fade away. That Greta Anderson of the Western Watersheds Project. So what's next? Well, the release of the final environmental impact statement triggers a 60-day objection period, but it's doubtful the Forest Service will make any changes. The Bureau of Land Management has already released its plans covering more than 70 million acres in 11 states. Here's today's He Said It. Government agencies often struggle with regulatory inertia. Once they adopt a process and everyone gets used to it, things tend to stay that way. They argue about ornaments on a Christmas tree still standing in May. They debate whether to add a new fender to the pinto. Rarely does an agency commit to a fundamental rethink of the process. That Federal Communications Commissioner, Brenda Carr. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, August 2nd. AgriPulse Daybreak's brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.